You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? Dog, they sick, man. You gotta be eye. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. So in that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm gonna sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one, mm-hmm. and it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang, if you like. Like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors. First. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's, and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like, there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes. And that is what I live by because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. Back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen whipping it up, and I got my player partner back on the show with me, man. It's been a long time. My guy is living La Vida Loca left, right dude. now. You know what I mean? He, sh- he shouldn't have left me. Without know? a dope beat to step. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, man. That's my guy, Oba, man. What's, yo, what's yo, going yo. on, bro? Oh, man. What's going on, people? What's going on, people? Peace and love and justice first. But uh, on behalf of Small Chops Podcast, we uh, love these collaborations. And now that I have a platform to speak from, it feels really good to be able to be bumped. Get that, get that socks and sandal bump. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to just discussing what we have to do, where we are right now. You know what I mean? We've been yeah. tapping in with each other, but we haven't really let the people know what's going on in our lives. And I'm really excited to be able to share our ideas and what's going on, man. Thank you for having me. Man, always, always a pleasure, bro. Always, man. So um, it's it's the day after what some would say Thanksgiving. Others would say the National Day of Mourning. Mm. Um, but it is, mm. it is the day after a holiday uh it's it feels weird it's friday but it feels like sunday man how is your weekend your extended vacation thanksgiving national day of morning celebration weekend going on bro you know it's a, re- it's a great question uh it is how or how you know what i mean how did i how did i use my time and things like that and yeah uh i've been listening to a couple of people as always you know what i mean i'm always trying to you know research and, and be up to date on what i think that what what matters to me and um, somebody that I really, really enjoy listening to is Phil Valentine. And he reminded me that there are a lot of mongoloids on 
on, on America, in America, right? And the Mongoloids, uh, the Mongoloid phenotype are people that uh, use the the phrase like Native Americans and things like that, right? But these people mm. were, these people immigrated to America as well. These were not people that were indigenous to this land. right? And so whenever I think about that and I think about, um, w- you know, who are who the indigenous people are mm. uh, this year i decided to do something that i think would bring me closer to that to that information and that is i made my own indigenous food uh for indigenous for this indigenous holiday um despite the fact that uh the people that we call native americans may not in fact be native to america i thought that they would most likely be people that look more like me that are indigenous to this place uh, more mm. like the olmecs and things like that so uh as a yoruba man i decided to make some um some traditional yoruba uh, a traditional Yoruba dish and didn't really share it with anybody because I didn't have like a friend's giving or anything like that. But um, I hope I'm holding it down. Uh, yesterday was a, it was a good day. It is, it's really interesting to see people still use the same wording, right? It's like, mm-hmm. we know better, but we don't necessarily do better. You know, people are still mm-hmm. rocking happy Thanksgiving the same way people are not like happy holidays or like no Merry Christmas. And it's just like, yo, what do you this ain't even your culture? You know what I mean? Like you're still mm-hmm. taking from somebody else and you're you're and now that you know better, now that you know the story behind it, you still refuse to to upgrade and to update. So uh, I love being able to see things like this, because whenever you go on your timeline, you know exactly who is averse to to change you know what i mean who may know better but still choosing who's still choosing to to be ignorant yeah uh, so uh, i enjoyed it yeah man well that's that's good I, i'm glad you enjoyed it man i you know uh unfortunately you know thanksgiving there there's no real friendsgiving i should say in uh in at this time because of quarantine you know what i mean and so it's it's weird, bro. It's a weird time to be celebrating anything. Like, yeah. My and daughter. how people are celebrating, right? Yeah, man. Like, like my, you were telling my daughter me at her birthday. Oh, yeah, oh so, word. Yeah, but it was like a, a series of small gatherings. <laughs> you know, it was, hmm. it was, we had something at the house with just, you know, me and, and the kids and the wife. Mm-hmm. And then we went to uh, my in law's house and had a small gathering there, a little brunch a few cousins that's it and then we had another you know third gathering at my parents house and my Your sister parents. and my niece yeah and so it's just like that's that's as much as we can do we couldn't just throw one big party because people ain't trying to be exposed like that you know still and, yeah and then yesterday's uh events you know it was just you know me and my my, my immediate family and then my parents my sister and my, and my niece and then we had a zoom um you know, get together with my dad's side of the family. And it just, it it hurt because, you know, it was like my aunt and and my aunt, she had a lot of folks at her house in, in in Ohio. And so Mm. now I just remember, yeah, this year. And so I remember all those times when we was in Ohio and, and my kids, let me see. The last time we went, it was like from my grandpa's funeral, which was four years ago. Um, and so I was just like, man, I wish I could take my kids out there. Just thinking about all the fun that we had. And I just seen some cousins I ain't seen in four years. Like, dang, I wish we could do that, bro. But we literally can't, we just can't, like we don't even have an option, you know? And so tell me about that. What do you mean? I feel like you can, I mean, you are choosing not to. Yeah, you, you can, but it's just like, 
do you want to you can't freely do it i'll say it like that you can't do it without having some type of nagging suspicion that (laughs) might you know as i pass through these couple ten thousand people in these airports Mm -hmm. i might mess around and get the rona if i just sit on this plane long enough i might get it you know what i mean and so i can't just with a clear conscience travel and be like yeah it's cool about to go see the fam like it ain't you can't just free free will it you know I can't freestyle it. So just um, a quick question for you. Is it, is it the fact that you're going to catch it or that you're, you may spread it to a loved one that is, you know, either out of shape and cause I, I know before the end of this year, I think I'm going to know almost 10 people that have had Corona. Mm -hmm. Some of them are celebrities, you know what I mean? But most of them have been, people that I know within three degrees of separation, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we're young, we're, we're fit. If we get it, it's going to feel like the flu, but how many of, I mean, yeah, you got your rare occasions where this person, you know what I mean? Like this triathlon athlete for some reason, you know what I mean? Passes away from it. But for me, it's, it really feels like what, what are we sacrificing to be sick? You know what I mean? For 10 days of discomfort. And I just wonder, like, <laughs> I just wonder, like, that, you said that, like, it was just a common cold. <laughs> the flu. <laughs> a lot of people say it feels. People say it feels like the flu. Discomfort. Yeah, I mean, sure. And to be in that, I mean, at the end of the day, like, we've been in the house for the better part of a year, which blows my mind. Right. And I'm like, Corona's here. Corona's here. I don't trust. I don't trust a vaccine that's going to be made within a year. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like there's so you, bro. I mean, it's it's one of those things where just go ahead and and uh you know just start licking doorknobs. Just like just get it, and then and then you can say, oh, bro, it's just a flu, you know. But right until until you get it, you can't just dismiss it because people have been dying. Like and there have been like healthy, you know, twenty something, thirty something, like people that work in the medical field that are just perfectly healthy, and mm-hmm. and they they've died from it. So. Um, there's so many different strains everybody right. just because you say you caught corona like you your corona may be different from somebody else's corona right. you know what and i mean antibodies so, yeah antibodies for one won't necessarily protect you from another one and things like that yeah right? yeah and then you know like i i do have you know my parents are in their 60s and so right. you know god forbid all right i'm i'm healthy but like i'm over there at least once a week um gotcha still I, okay yeah okay. so yeah, and, and so I don't I don't want to lose that like me being able okay. to go out there, my, my kids being able to go out there and, and that I each other, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it's just like it's it's not just about me; it's about anybody that I come in contact with, especially. Right. Um, I mean, I don't want my daughter to have that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we don't we don't want that. We don't want that. I've I've been and I don't want anybody to have to go to the even have to go to the hospital because that's that's the scary part. It's for me it's the hospital part like if you have symptoms so bad and you can't like you're losing breath so bad that you kind mm-hmm. of feel like you got to go to the hospital mm-hmm. the hospital is what's killing people you know what i mean because mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't treating it right talk and about it. you talk about black folks in the medical system you know how disproportionate the outcomes are because they look at us a certain type of way and they just disregard our pain and our words, <laughs> you know? And so I'm just like, nah, I don't even want to get put in a position where 
um, my life is in their hands. Because if you have Corona and you go into a hospital, you don't, you no longer have any say over your life. Like they kind of own you and they, and you can't get discharged and you can't do like, there's so much, there's so much more that comes with this as opposed to just getting sick. Um, and then you don't want nobody to know that you had it because nobody wants to be around you. Like I have family members that, that have had it. Um, they're not in Oregon, but like just other places. And like, they not telling nobody, well, actually some of them are in Oregon, but they're not telling people until like they're over it because like nobody oh, really? wants to know. Yeah. Cause nobody wants to know. Oh yeah. I, I got Corona or I had Corona. Like they want to be there. They're like a month or two away from it. And then they kind of announce, Hey, y'all, I just want to let y'all know I did have Corona, but that was, two months ago i'm good now i promise you <laughs> you know and so like nobody wants hmm. to be around that person that had the rona it's just like they'll they'll treat you like a leper like in in the bible times like everybody gonna stay away from you you gotta stay outside the camp it's that yeah of course for that time that you have it but as soon as you get the green light that you're good like yeah but but <laughs> people don't, shame people don't being, trust you know? that people don't trust that though mm. in general people are like oh you got a green light good all right come over man you can cough right, if you, want right, to. you know what i mean right. it's like nah you i'm gonna need you to stay an extra 14 to 28 days away from i you, got you know i got you and so yeah it's, it's just one of those things where you don't want to be that person that has had it and then everybody looking at you crazy and you can't really move around and even be around family because of that reason so it's just a, a it's a it's a weird it's a weird situation but you just, you know, thank you for sharing that family dynamic yeah. because I don't I don't have those those ties. So I yeah. can't really relate to that. Like, you know what I mean? Somebody somebody mm-hmm. hiding the fact that they had Corona like that. Oh, yeah. Multiple, you know I mean? multiple family members what? that have hid that have hid the fact that they had it huh. or um, those that we kind of know that they had it because of, you know, the type of symptoms that they had. But okay. and they know that they had it. So they just stayed away. And everybody's like, yeah, I think. You know, I think they got it. You know what I mean? So, um, but everybody's just disrespectful of other people's space. And, you know, there's just older people and we already lost one family member to Corona. So mm. it was just extra sensitive on our side. And, yeah, and, and like, lost. and there was a, um, some of our cousins in Seattle, like the whole household got it and they got kids, like small children, like two years old, four years old, six years old. And then, yeah. you know, they all got it. So it's just like, yeah, we not, we can't play around with this. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it to play around with that. But to stay in the house for eight months, Maybe. that's that. I mean, hey, if it, if it could, works, it works, right? Or you could just check out of this world. <laughs> what you mean? You know what I mean? Just check out. Just just die. You know, like stay Everybody in the wants house to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Look at that. Hey, you know, you know what it is. You know, look what at it that. Is. Everybody living in you fear know? when they know the afterlife is supposed to be all all candy and uh, all sweets and you know. What I'm saying? It's all mansions and and, and all the milk, animals you lost in the past. Milk and honey, yeah, man. <laughs> the dog funny, that man. ran away, all of that. They right, all right. They all there waiting on you. There, you don't want to go kick it with them. I hear yeah, you. Yeah, nah. Not I, I just want to see. I just want to see next year. Well, I don't. You know what? I don't. I don't think that this. I, don't, I think that this is going to go well into. This is going to be well over a year that people are are. Quote, oh, for quote, sure. For sure. We might not get back to normal until like 20 mid 2022. I'm thinking June of 2022. Uh, so you think 21 is a, is a whole wrap. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think that the, um, because it's getting worse. Like it's, it's at its worst point and we've been supposedly like it got worse after the quarantine. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And so it's just like, it's this thing ain't going anywhere. Like it's been sitting 
quietly and now that the temperature has went down mm-hmm. uh well actually so when the temperature went up sun was out people was outside you know what i mean and now that the temperature's going down even though people aren't outside as much they had to be forced to go back inside because people was out and that thing was still around even right. while we were on shutdown and so right. we were out just for a couple of months and now it's literally at its highest point than it's ever been now the news won't necessarily is they're not painting the narrative as extremely as they were at first which is wild to me but they're not painting it as extreme because there's other things to talk about like the election but like when there was nothing else to talk about all they talked about was corona and that was sure. all the rage and everybody was For so sure. deathly afraid but you should be more afraid now than what you were in march april may because it's mm. way it's way worse now it's not even close you know what i mean it's like the actual virus or just the yeah, spread of it and the, the spread the the deaths the daily you know rates of people catching it like it's it's at its worst point if you look mm. at the graphs all the you know all the numbers it's literally at its worst point it hasn't been any worse than what it is right now mm. and so um i believe it's going to continue to be bad and the vaccines that they have is it's not it's not enough it's too soon, bro. <laughs> like it's, it literally takes about at least 12 to 18 months to create a vaccine. And at, l- at least, and at that's least. just to create it. And that's, and then years of testing. And then you got to test it after that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, and, and this, and this, like I said, there's so many different strains, like back in the springtime when I had uh, Dr. Ryan Petaway, he's a public health professor at OHSU and PSU. And he was like, he was like, bro, it takes 12 to 18 months. Uh, and he said there's at least eight known strains around the world. But this thing is going to continue to um, to evolve, you know what I mean? And, and, and be resistant to certain things or whatever. It's, it's going to continue to change. And so he said to really have a solid vaccine, you literally have to get cooperation from scientists all over the world all over and the they world would, they would all have to share all those strains and share the information right. but it's like these pharmaceutical this is big business so these pharmaceutical companies ain't necessarily you're like hey uh you uh, united states company hey singapore can we get some information singapore's oh, like yeah, nah yeah, bro nah because nah. y'all it, not gonna it, give us no money because it's all about the money you know so and at the end of the day i don't even think they reached out to these other you know what i mean scientists or, or or groups of information to be able to get whatever they needed in a, in a timely manner. You know what I mean? Like this isn't this, not, this is, we, we get to see like, uh, Dave said on, on Rogan, we get to see, uh, a vaccine in real time, but this is a much accelerated process. And he said it so beautifully. And he said that we are at the mercy of someone we don't necessarily trust. And I think that is the most dangerous part about that vaccine is our, our relationship with this government, especially, especially our community. Our relationship with this government has not been healthy to say the least when it comes to health, to say uh, the least. when it comes to any kind of, you know, medicine and things like that. So it isn't something that I'm like, I won't even do LASIK surgery because of, uh, because it hasn't, you know what I mean? It just hasn't been long enough for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are going to turn, turn blind at 60 and things like that. And right. Nah, I, it just it just doesn't feel good. But you know what? Under this administration, we I could very I could I could see it easily being mandated before you can go into work. You know, I, I could, could see it too. I could very easily see it being mandated. And so you're going to mandate people to go to work 
and then you're going to mandate them to have the vaccine before they go to work mm. instead of rocking with this work from home business. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it isn't, it, 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 uh, it doesn't make any sense, but that's the world we live in right now. And what a time to be alive. These next, this next term is going to be incredibly interesting. It's already stupid interest. Like it's, it's so interesting to me that, you know, just about a month and a half ago, you know, you have black Twitter just fully divided because of ice cube taking a bipartisan approach and just happening to have more of a conversation with the Trump administration than he did the Biden administration because Biden then was like, yeah, um, holla at me after the election. And so, <laughs> and so, and so he gets killed for that. Now Biden gets elected and he says, Hey guys, let's put down the, you know, the beef, for lack of a better term, and let's take a bipartisan approach. This is America. We have to come together. Let's reach across across the aisle and work mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. Black Twitter now is saying, "Hey, what I miss on uh on Clubhouse today? You know what I mean? Like that, <laughs> that's the the chatty. That's that's, that's that's the priorities right now. That's the priority. So right. like, if Ice Cube does it, everybody's in an uproar. But when Joe Biden does it, they don't care. And I'm like, yo. We you know, are a sad culture, bro. Like, we are really sad. What a great segue into our conversation this evening. For sure. Because prior to the election, someone that I argued for being the first in cu- culturally African-American presidential candidate mm-hmm. was on one of, was on the biggest podcast platform in the world not just about a month ago right and black twitter swept it right under the rug Mm -hmm. black twitter made an uproar about dave Chappelle being on rogan when dave ain't say a damn thing (laughs) but they didn't even there i'm telling you i was looking for anybody to have any kind of analysis when it came when it comes to kanye speaking with rogan because Mm -hmm. one this is a representative of our culture two this is probably his first like in-depth interview I mean, his last Breakfast Club interview was what around Jesus or something like that. Maybe so it, it, it was. It, I mean, and for this person to be a presidential candidate, for this person to be, to have the slavery was a choice. I almost boarded my daughter. To have all these like biteable moments that people took apart, you would wonder why our culture did not. I mean, Rap Radar, Joe Budden. I mean, nobody talked about this. And that was very, very, very weird to me. And it wasn't it wasn't weird to me. Tell me more. I mean, people is just over Kanye. And I and to to an extent, I've still been paying attention to him. I just didn't pay attention to this. But I, I did watch his um I watched both of his Cannons class joints. And I did ugh, I wish and I, I and I loved them and I was, you know, I'll share them with a few folks. I don't I, I don't know why I didn't send that your way. You don't love but, me, bro. Um I love you, man. Come on, man. I hear you, I hear you. I'm talking to you and I'm trying to do video and you're not doing video with me. Man. I still love you, bro. It's all good. It's all love. Wait, why you got white? See, see, yeah, why you got I, put the see? See, you see, I could have I could have banged on you. I could have zoom banged. Yeah, but I'm That's like, funny. nah, nah, man. Nah, but you're not surprised. I, I tapped, I tapped into that and I liked it a lot. I was like, wow. You know, the only part I didn't like was Nick Cannon. He was a terrible interviewer. It was Ugh. like he was trying to tell everybody how great of a relationship that him and Kanye had. And 
hey, we're best friends on the low, and you guys don't know it, but Kanye, remember, remember that time when we was on 106 and Park? Uh, and Kanye, remember that time we was, we was at that one show? And I'm really? Like, Shut oh, up, bro. Stop talking. He was being a groupie on his own show. It was oh, weird. That's funny. It was weird. But um, but no, I really like what Kanye was saying, like the direction that he was going in. Um, but also, it's just like there's fatigue. There's Kanye fatigue that the culture has had. I know I've had it. And so when some, when this came out, there was so much else going on. It was just like, do I really need a Kanye moment right now? Hmm. It's like, eh, I, I don't. If he's talking about presidential stuff, I don't think he's serious. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not tuning in. So I just I tuned it out. You know, interesting. So, Interesting. And there haven't been many clips, um, but uh, there have been fantastic. I think, think this is the reason why I was so tapped into this is because I respect the people that respect him. I respect the people that flew out to Wyoming to check on him when he said this and when he said that and when he went here. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle, Dame Dash, two people that come that come to mind immediately For sure. that that I will always listen to them. Oh, Dame Dash's last interview. I can't, I couldn't stand whoever did his interview because they, which one, which one are you talking about? It was when they were in his studio. It was, can't, couldn't oh, be a month ago. The, uh, the Earn Your Leisure dudes. No, no, I like Earn Your Leisure though. I've been listening to them. Oh, oh you talking about that dude from Rap Radar? Yeah, the dude from Rap Radar. Oh, he was so terrible. Bro, it was so <laughs> terrible. It's like he got the call 15 minutes before. And it was, so yo, it was so bad, man. Like oh, for real, for real. I it was, was looking, awkward. I, it was how, so awkward. Like, don't disrespect a like this is oh. who we this is how we treat our legends, though. This oh, is how we treat man. people that are, yo, Kanye reminded me so much of what Malcolm X said. He hmm. said, the media will have you believing that your enemy is your friend and that your friend is your enemy. Hmm. And you know, I don't want to get too much into the presidency, but for the mere fact that the media was beating Trump over the head for four years alone makes me pause and say, hmm, Malcolm told me this. I wonder what is deeper than this. I don't believe Trump is on our side. I don't believe he's our savior. I don't believe any of that stuff. But I do believe that there is a fight going on on a level that we can't see when it comes to politics, when it comes to whatever it is up on, on, you know what I mean? On that level, there is definitely a fight and, and it's white racists on both sides. Mm-hmm. And so I always say the enemy of my enemy, doesn't have to be my friend, but that's somebody that I'm going to pay attention to. And, you know, I, George Carlin says it as well. I do not trust media at all. Figures, numbers, charts, graphs, Cuomo, nobody i don't trust Mm -hmm. anything the media says so that gave me pause to be like you know what trump and kanye are very similar because media has really been and you know they've doing they've been doing it themselves they've been putting their foot in their mouths but i love that kanye really gave you the whole idea when he talked about slavery was a choice and then a couple weeks later he posted the 10 contracts that he was under this is a choice this is slavery but people were talking about, you know, he was talking about 400 years ago and da da da, and this and the third. And he was like, what do you, what, how, how could that be a choice? We didn't get on the boat for no reason. But the choice that he was talking about was the contracts that the 360 deals that people get into, the um, Dave Chappelle is in one of those slave, Dave Chappelle is in that as well. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like yeah. um, to use your likeness and blah, blah, blah. What, what, how do they, what is that in, phrase? In, I think? in perpetuity. In perpetuity. Yeah. So that's, I mean, these are very clear 
indications that there was more to be heard. And this, we didn't hear pure, it from Van. Hmm? It's pure slavery, though. Like that's that's all it. Like that's just the the slavery model is the perpetuity, like putting someone absolutely into a contract. anything in perpetuity. That's crazy. Yeah, but like that that started in the 1450s, like. Uh, uh, the Pope it was like Pope Nicholas V or something like he was the okay. first one. He was the first one to say that, um, you know, any any infidels, any Moors, any Africans, any enemies of Christ can be captured and put into, you know, perpetual servitude. Indentured servitude. Oh, no, in not, perpetuity. Not in, he said perpetual. So he was, that was like the first. Uh, perpetual I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was the first, but like if from what I've come across, that's the first time I've seen any type of order or mandate. To right. put a person into perpetual servitude, you know, like in in writing, <laughs> you know what mm, I mean. So they right, used right. that, and that was the basis of you know chattel slavery, you know, in the Absolutely. so-called West in in Europe and you know Absolutely. South America, North America. But then they took that model of master slave, and that's literally like if you look at an record old and contract, any industry. Yeah, but but in the in the music business, they literally say like that's what, your masters, like it's the master. Yeah, the yeah, like, your master. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's it's really a master slave relationship. It's man. a very it's, good point. It's a sick game, bro. It is, man. It is, and that game I don't think is only in the music industry or you know media industry. I think that that is a business. That's a mafia like business model mm-hmm. that that is that is very very popular in america you know what i mean that's very popular in in this capitalistic world that we live in uh but it isn't something that we can we it's not like you cannot pay attention to it because you're not in the record industry you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. it's not like oh well i don't have to worry about that because i work at ups or something like that but it is when you're when you're when you're making pennies to and you're making someone else thousands of dollars we're not mm-hmm. even saying i'm going to make someone millions of dollars but when you're when you're getting a couple of bills and you see the money that you're making somebody else like that really makes you want to pay attention to more you know that really makes you want bro, to say that's wow. what that's what set me on the path to like walk away from my job bro mm. like i uh oh you were in sales too yeah i was in sales and you know i was making on average like 84 you know mm. but uh um, mm. I seen I, I have I was getting so they they gave me some stock like like when the company was going public they gave me some stock in advance so they gave me hundred shares and then as a stockholder they send you all like all the financials right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they so they showed us it shows like the owners and the 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 top managers and all those people and how many shares they had and I knew how much the shares were worth they were like twelve dollars a pop but they had like 61 million shares. One person, mm-hmm. another person. Yeah. Another person, like 20 something million shares. I'm just like, Oh my God. And then the thing that got me was like, they had these board members. And so they had like four or five board members that were like a doctor, a lawyer, uh, you know, some other high ranking, some person in some other field, mm-hmm. but they sat on the board for the company. They met four times a year. And their annual stipend for meeting four times a year was $60,000. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm hustling backwards. Like I have wow. to, I have to be the business owner. Mm-hmm. Like as long as I'm a worker, I'm always going to get a fraction. And yeah. I, I knew, I knew how much I was worth because in five years I had over a $2 million book of business, but I never made over six figures. You know what I mean? So, mm. Oh, with bonuses and all these, and, and I know when I left, that money stays with them. It don't come with me. Of I didn't course. own it. I was just right. working. I was selling, and I, you know, 
I just converted leads, but like I didn't own that book of business. And so it's just like, dang, like whatever I do moving forward, I have to set up something in a manner where, all right, <laughs> this is all mine and right. it's nobody else's hand in this pot. And if it is, it's just like I still own it. It's a partnership. It's not like I'm working for somebody. Right, right. Term. Because that whole board, that board of board of whatever, whatever, that that'll get you that'll get you, you know, caught up too, right? If you if even if you own the majority of your business, that still doesn't guarantee because look at Steve Jobs. We have plenty of examples of some people True. getting kicked out of their own, you know, uh, their own company, their own companies. Yeah. And because, you know, they got to They got to cash you out when they kick you out, though. It ain't like still, just, it's not about the money. It's about your owning your business. You know what I mean? And that's not, still going to be fact. pennies. Yeah. That's still even if they cash you out, and you get 50 mil. What if Steve Jobs got 50 mil in, in 1993? Who cares? Cause it's Apple. <laughs> but look, but the but it's it's but it's also not about the cat. It's like you said, it's not about the money. These guys own stock, right? Mm. And so yep. it's like, yeah, you might not have a job, but you still have equity in the company, right? You right. know what I mean? And that's what it comes down to. Like you have to have equity, right? And and that's what we don't have, and that's why Joe Budden is in the position that he is starting his own company because it's like yo i need to have equity in this all right i can make you know 100 million 200 million and split it with my guys but we don't have any equity and so when they feel like they're done paying us then that stops right. and, and once again he was looking at them and seeing their share prices go up and seeing all the uh transitions and or acquisitions mm -hmm. that they were acquisitions making right, right, after right. he was the first podcast act okay. so he knows like yo i'm making them all this money but i have zero equity I have no stock. I'm getting a check, but I have no equity. And right. so, you know, or information. They man. barely even shared that. You know what I mean? They didn't even yeah. let him know what he was doing for them or what his numbers were, exactly. his you know, for his negotiation tactics or renegotiation and all that stuff. So yeah. it is, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game. And, yeah. you know, on the other hand, on the other side, partnershiping with iHeartRadio, Charlemagne, I, yeah. I just think that that it, it looks good. It sounds good, mm -hmm. you know, but, the, you got to see it play out, though. <laughs> very rarely is a gotta, company going to let you say a company like that. I heart going to be like, oh, yeah, 50 50. No problem. Yeah. Take we got a platform. You got to wait and see. And, and see yeah, exactly. And see who who flourishes from that situation. But more power to them. You know, hope all, all that goes well on that side. Same. Same. Absolutely. Yeah. And everyone that's in, that's incorporated. All right. um, it just reminds me of like. Uh, the new boulet, right? It just reminds me of a class of people like that commercial you showed me a couple weeks back. It's oh, a class God. of people who are who you are, need us. You owe us. You owe us, <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> we put you in office, and now oh. that you're in office, now it's your turn to to. Oh my God. We don't need reparations, but we need you to recognize our magic. <laughs> Don't give us anything, but make sure that we have fun when we come to see uh, yeah, really, in office. Really, really, really. Show us a good time, Joe. Oh, man. It is. I really, uh, it's such a stark difference between those two, Joe Budden and, and Charlamagne. I really, really see that as mm -hmm. somebody that's trying to get it from the bottom, from somebody trying to get it for themselves on some Dame Dash stuff, and somebody that's mm -hmm. trying to, you know, nickel, you know, deal with whoever they're going to deal with to get however they're going to get. And it's just like, man, it. It sucks that that is your priority, but back to yay. Back to yay, man. Let's let's get into back it, bro. Ye. So you and I both watched the whole three hours. You Absolutely. and I both have a multitude <laughs> of clips that we're ready to go over. Yes, sir. Yes, um, sir. 
since my clip is the earliest timestamp, let's hop okay. into that one. Yes, please. And uh, it's Yay talking about uh, money and what is money? What is the value of money? Why do we place so much value on money? Right. right. So, yeah, man, let's get into it. Currently works and the influence that America has on other countries and the way governments work. Uh, the influence and the way government and the way people in power and control deal with, you know, disaster relief, deal, deal with Haiti, deal with uh, the Bahamas. Like, where is the money going? Why aren't things being built? And this concept of money, right? I asked myself this, um, uh, I asked someone uh, a week ago, like, how much is America in debt? And they were like, this many trillion. And then I asked my, a rhetorical question, but the dumbest question I've ever asked myself, I said, well, you know, how much does the earth cost? <laughs> think of, think it's about not a bad question. But, but how much I, is the earth worth? Yeah, what is, what is the earth Everything. worth? What is, all yeah. the things on earth. Yeah, and it's saying we can't buy it. We couldn't make enough money to buy the earth, right? So that means we made money. So if money is the key to all people's happiness and will solve everything and everyone's doing things for money, let's just make more money. But it's not about making more money. It's about keeping poor people poor and rich people rich and keep, keep, keeping people in their place. And right now we're experiencing the fall of Rome or the Titanic has now hit a glacier. And there's people who would prefer to go down with the Titanic than to get on a lifeboat because they don't want to get seawater on their dress or on a nice outfit. The people are so programmed and brainwashed into uh, classism and protectionism that uh, it's difficult for people to embrace innovation unless it has a tag on it it's got a name brand connected to it that says, with this innovation, you will be better than the person, mm. you'll be better than your next door neighbor. Mm. You know, when I made. Mm, mm, mm. That's a, a lot. Couple, bro. Yeah, a couple points in that uh, two minutes. Right. A couple points, man. Oh, um, well, let's start, let's start well, at the end. I'll, I'll let you start it off, bro. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. It's, you know, I cannot agree more when it comes to people fearing innovation. And how little, even those at the bottom, will do something different to change their situation. Uh, quoting Phil Valentine, because I just listened to him earlier today. He said, the two presidential candidates that we were choosing from is the devil in a deep blue sea. Right? Mm -hmm. And so people are choosing the devil because, hey, we, they know the devil. You know what I mean? They know what the devil is. They know what the devil is capable of. But there's some people that can't swim <laughs> and they have no idea what's going on in that in that sea. And I think the Democratic Party really is the devil. I think the Democratic in this in this scenario, in this mm -hmm. you know analogy, the, the Democratic Party is something you're used to, is something that, you know, they're probably going to spit on your back. But, you know, they're going to spit on your back four times versus you have no idea what the other person is going to do. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to me because people will not choose the unknown. They would rather a terrible known than a possibly better unknown. And what 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 frustrates me is it, it's along 
politics, education. You know, people are still telling their children to go, go to college. Still. Yeah. We have so many examples of billionaires that did not go to school. We have so many entrepreneurs and people are still telling their children to go to college, to get in debt, mm, mm, to mm. look for a job. Right. Parents are still not telling their children how to like, you know, be entre- in, in any way, shape or form. People are still trusting the educational system to, 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 you know, to give their children the tools to succeed in this world. Mm. No, it, it is so difficult for people. And even if they don't have, they're still looking at those brands that are just like, well, you know what? As long as I get Versace, it's got to be what it is. It's got to be what's good because I, that's all I've known. Mm-hmm. You know, Kanye's Kanye's new shoes, the the free foam, the free foams or whatever they're called, like the um the 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 shoes that he can make on the three D printer. Yeah, we aren't even we aren't even considering that as the as a future of footwear from a creator. We're laughing at it. We're like, nah, I don't want that at all. We're going to the known $350, whatever, whatever, like brands. And it's so sad to me. And that's what makes me feel apart. You can't, you can't, you can't convince people to do something different. You can't convince people to like, to say, hey, you know what? Uh, let's just look at the presidential candidates. I've, I've kept telling people the Democratic Party, do you know the Democratic Party was started by the KKK? Mm. The Democratic Party has never had the get the Democratic Party is who has all the Black Lives Matter signs in gentrified Portland. Right. That mean th- those aren't those aren't Republicans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Republicans, that those those white flight, whatever happened in the 60s, those, that, that wasn't Republican. Man, don't man. I don't know. I don't know. E, it is. Don't get overstarted. Don't get overstarted. Hold on, man. man. Don't get me on my don't get me on my rant, my symphony. Don't get me on my symphony, bro. Oh man, I I hear it. (laughs) I hear it stringing along. Talk to me, man. man. I know, I know, I know I jumped around a lot there, but no um, worries. Um man, just what what he said, it just made me it made me think about a lot of things as well. Um as far as the money part and and the way that united states the the u.s dollar is just the almighty dollar right but mm. it's so like we're in so much debt you know if you look at economics logically like our our money shouldn't be worth what it is but everything that we're operating on is perception right like i look i'm looking yeah. at the, the stock market right now man and the mm-hmm. stock market is crazy mm-hmm but the economy is not booming. It literally is not booming, bro. It's all inflation. Like people are spending money that they don't have. They're spending, you know, they're running up credit cards that they don't have the ability right. to pay off. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, people are spending money from government subsidies, but they don't have necessarily, there's a lot of people that don't have income, like reliable income. For month, for over six months, there are there are people that have you know four thousand, five thousand, six thousand dollar rent tabs because they haven't paid. I mean, there's but our stock market is at record high. I'm like, this is just all perception, bro. This is not reality. Like everything that we do is just perception. And like, and then what he's talking about with fashion, like what you're saying with shoes and all that. Like it's all perception. Like you don't necessarily pay three hundred dollars for some shoes because they're made with the finest material. You're right, they're paying, innovative. 
Yeah, you're just paying for the perception, not the like the utility of it. And, and I get it, like fashion and all that, but um, it's it's just one of those things that I I kind of harp on when it comes to black folks in the system of white supremacy. Like we don't have the luxury to be luxurious, bro. Like mm. that's not Ooh. that's not our thing. Like you're we right. don't like we don't have that. Like we're literally we're in we're in a um a place of we're coming from a place of being subjugated and and being exploited. And like I said, not having equity. We don't have equity. Everything like they take the sweat off of our back and they turn it into billions Mm -hmm. and we get thousands and Mm -hmm. some of us become millionaires, but they make some of us, a select few of us, a very select and picked (laughs) and, and when we making those millions, they still digging in our pockets because their friends kind of what Chappelle is saying. Their friend is the lawyer. Their friend is the agent. Their friend is the financial uh, advisor planner, like, financial mm-hmm, advisor mm-hmm. all of that so even when we make the money they digging in our pockets taking it right back from them and then we're willingly giving it back to them because we're shopping louis gucci fendi and prada and yes, michael sir. kors and you know christian dior and all of them you know what i mean so it's just like man we are we don't have the luxury of being luxurious bro like i we totally agree to, with that we have to like live a, a sacrificial lifestyle so that we can truly have all this you know, generational wealth that we talk about and that we seem to be somewhat conscious of, but it's going to take sacrifice to be able to create that, you know? Um, but, but well, we, like what I was saying earlier, we too busy on clubhouse. We too busy, you know, just on social media making, you know, just trying to have a good time. And I get it. Like you want to have fun, but like everything that we do makes people billionaires. Yes. Yes. We have yes. no equity. It, it, yes. blows, it blows my mind, bro that we keep doing this to ourselves. And we're like, man, <laughs> they got to respect our culture. <laughs> they got to respect us. How are we going, how are you going to like our music, but you don't like that? Because why, yeah. why do they have to pr- pay you any respect? Right. For what? You, you're right. not going to demand it. You're going to continue to do what you do. You're going to get mad. You're going to be emotional. And then they can easily redirect oh, emotional is mad the at, at, at the black man. <laughs> and then you're going to the be mad at him instead of mad at the white man or the right. oppressor. And then you're going to be on Twitter talking about some stupid stuff. You're going to be on Clubhouse being gossipy. You know what I mean? And then that's, that's just, it. that's it, bro. And you just an easy mark, you're an easy target to, for them to extract wealth out of. And it's just because they, because they, they spent generations training that target, right? Yeah. They spent generations making sure that everything you read, everything you see has that nuance of, nah, you ain't, you ain't, you, you, you're not, you're not it. So, Make sure you have something that somebody else had, doesn't have because that's the only way you're going to set yourself apart. It's not about collaboration at all. It's about competition. And they really, really made that super apparent in, in our culture, right? We're just learning how to figure out how do, we, how, do we, how do we band together for these kinds of uh, fights. And it's still yeah. not going to be a single a one or two generational fix. It's really, really, really going to be... Uh, Okay, look at look at what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to create generational wealth, but we're using the same system that we see is about to be <laughs> maybe maybe not about to be, but this economic system, this fiat currency system, we see it on its last leg. We see it on the way out, yet we're mm-hmm. still looking to use it to create generational wealth. And for me that 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 doesn't make sense. Well, I'll, I'll say this um in response to that there's 
the stock market is proven and tested. And so when I say like it's at a, it's inflated and it's going to go down, but it's going to bounce back. It all because it, it always does because an, until it always does until it doesn't. Right? I mean, anything could happen. Um, the whole system could crash, and we could all be on um, Bitcoin and and everything that we know it. You could mean change. Chinese yen? <laughs> that, that too. That too. That's, that's why <laughs> I, I I invest most of my money in in a, in a Chinese company Alibaba because I think China is the future. And so I think Alibaba America. is a, is the future for sure. It's yeah, I, I just I just think that America. I mean, outside of Amazon, Google, Apple, like the Fang stocks, it's just like you you know Tesla. Everything else is just like a crapshoot because is, America. And then so much of the stock market really isn't isn't. It, yeah, it's it's interpreted with money, but it's more about like human capital, right? Yeah, like it's, it's about how many. Yeah, it, but it's also like they're valuing things based on people, not not people's income, not Facts. people's not people's Facts. you know money capabilities. It's yeah. literally the human resource that's their capital, oh, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and it is they are, they are not using money to try to exchange, to try to build, or to try to. Uh, they're just using money is literally just the language we get to read that stock market in, but that stock market has, doesn't really have dollars. And that's something that I don't really know how to explain. I want to, we, but we are the human capital. Absolutely. We are, we are the like, capital. And, and I think, I think that's the point that gets lost on, on black culture and, and the black community. We are the human capital. We are the human resources. And so when people are talking about, you know, do it for the culture, you're not doing it for the culture when your culture is only generating a majority of its funds for old white men who don't even know the people that are producing, that Absolutely. are the, the talent behind what's being done for the culture. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I read a Forbes article the other day um, and it was talking about how like in 2019, how the music industry like with streaming has just boomed, but it's boomed for, of course, the owners of the streaming companies, so like mm -hmm. Spotify, Apple, Title. Luckily, Jay Z isn't not not luckily, but fortunately, Jay Z is was smart enough and wise enough to get ahead of that, right? But it 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 has turned into like a fifty billion dollar business in one year. Wow! Like the music business was fifty billion dollars, and this was what 20, the. Go ahead, go ahead. This is what the record companies were terrified of. They did not want the internet happening. No, but right? they're killing it. They're, they're and they are killing it, right? They're killing it because they all, you know, bought into and and they have See? equity. A lot of these companies have Ugh. equity in Spotify. Right, right, right. And so right. yeah, you can you can pay the artists, you know, a half a cent per stream, but <sighs> you know, the the record labels are getting the the profit of the mm -hmm. stream. They're getting paid mm -hmm. off the stream and they're getting paid off of the monthly payment. Right, yeah. So if, if Spotify has like 80 million subscribers and, and Apple yes. has 40 million and uh who is or they probably got more than that, like 60 million, and then title probably got like 20 or 30 million. 20. Like, you know, that, that's where all the money is going. But I say I'd say like so 26 to 30 billion is just the streaming alone, and then the other half is like tours and stuff, right? Mm. Uh and just other licensing stuff. So so like we're doing it for the culture and we're streaming everybody's music and we're arguing about who's hot and who's fell off and who's <laughs> this and who's that. And we're, and we're, and then people are talking about it and then they're going to complex and complex is writing articles and they're making videos and we're 
arguing about stuff on complex and our <laughs> and our arguments, our retweets, our mentions of them are getting them millions of revenue of ad dollars because we are the capital. Like they're mm-hmm. selling us to the advertisers like, hey, there's a million Negroes that are arguing about this. They're all going to watch this. Hey, how much will how much will you give me for 30 seconds? You know what I mean? Like we are the capital. Right, like we right. and I, I got so mad today, bro, because I seen all these people talking about Clubhouse and and what Kevin Hart and Ed Lover. That guy, I guess there was some type of thing that happened on Clubhouse. And oh yeah, like, beef. Hey, look, don't 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 get excited. Don't get come excited. on, give me some tea, bro. Nah, bro. Brew, brew the I'm tea. Not, I'm drinking water on this evening, my brother. <laughs> And so I I don't know I'm just I'm I'm gossiping myself right but I'm I'm just I'm just reporting what I seen on Twitter this afternoon and I'm just like yo this is what Joe and them was talking about but also Joe and them is everybody's guilty it. that's that's participating right. in it right, right. so it's like right. we make these companies hot we take right. like w- without Twitter without Black Twitter Twitter is nothing like we are the trending topic right so and so in Clubhouse like we are blowing up that that thing and we're that getting platform. on there and we're yeah we're blowing up that platform and we're increasing their value so much and we're not going to get anything from it but a few laughs mm-hmm. and we seem to be content with that and it's just like yo stop you know we don't stop bro yes man until we have equity stop making all these other companies big and hot and successful like don't do that we don't have to do that we can literally do this for ourselves we don't have to keep doing this for other people and then getting mad when you know they don't have a a a, diver- a diversity equity and inclusion statement that's up to our liking <laughs> you know just just silly stuff you know what I mean? yo um, it is it is it's so beautiful to hear you say that it's so beautiful to hear you say that we are still even those of us that are that are fighting to to own our own and to to be our to be sovereign mm-hmm. we're still capitulating to all these other companies because there is something about our culture and exclusivity that is just too tantalizing for us to refuse, right? Mm-hmm. People are on Clubhouse and Clubhouse is no different than Discord. It's, I mean, Clubhouse is nothing new. It's nothing new. There are so many other platforms that have this exact same thing. Ventrilo, um, uh, those are the two that come to mind right now, Discord and Ventrilo. And they are literally the exact same thing. You create a room, it's a server. You invite people to your server. You can have as many servers as you want. You you have a topic, you have different rooms in your server and you can have voice chat for different you know conversations, different people hop in and out. So this platform is nothing new, but because this is still an invite only and because people are celebrities, they get to be a part of that and we get to just watch from the outside. And that's mm-hmm. what makes them want to do this. That's what makes them want to stay in it. And I remember asking myself, like asking just last week, I was like, yo, I'm trying to get this clubhouse invite. And then I had to realize, what am I doing? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why do I want to be part of that exclusive group so bad? Mm-hmm. Why do I want to be, why am I chasing this? This? Uh, why am I chasing something that somebody else is doing? And it's because that exclusivity and I I would love for us to shake that. But as a culture, we can't just yet because our culture is still so. Black culture does not have us at the in in the CEO, CFO, CTO seats. You know what I'm saying? We might be the presidents of black culture, but black culture is definitely still manipulated very, very heavily from the outside. Right. And it's because you're on platforms like Twitter 
and Twitter is manipulated. Twitter is definitely censored. You know what I mean? So it is this this is such a broader conversation when it comes to what do we want to do as a block and that that's dame dash said that in his last in his last interview we still can't work together mm-hmm. we still can't work together even if we own 0.1 percent one percent of one percent if we were able to move as a block that'd be a, that'd be a very very different story and and it's not so and that's uh that's something that breaks my heart still yeah but we, but like, but kind of like what, what Kanye is saying, and I don't think he was speaking about the black community specifically, but I'm, I'm going to point that, you know, at us just for our own accountability sake. We still think that having money hmm. is like the answer. Like, oh, hmm. if I could just get money, if I could get rich. Right. And it's like, bro, if you don't have equity, if you don't have leverage, if you don't have, you know, residual just ultimate income. residual income, just control over your time, like, so what if you get a check but if you if you don't have like you said residual income then your check is gonna run out like right. there's so many people that go broke after being millionaires hitting licks so many yeah. people want to hit licks hit quick licks man get that get that bag and see what you can do with it versus slow bubbling yeah bro and that's what I'm the record you. industry is filled with it's filled with a bunch of people that are okay with doing these crazy crappy deals because they're going to try to make old tours a wrap so let's see what record let's see what record contracts look like in the future when people aren't going to be able to tour. Yeah, yeah, bro, it's it's crazy. And I just I I just googled uh, the CEO of of Clubhouse, man. I mean, it's just like Mark oh, Zuckerberg like, two point oh. You know, right. he's, he's like, this like this is like his third or fourth app that blew up, isn't it? I don't like, know. I this don't man, know. this man has definitely been he's been integral in at least two other apps that went. I, I wish I remember which apps, but they're very like they're household names now. Yeah. And he's now onto this. So it is yeah. And it's probably gonna reach a billion dollar valuation pretty oh, soon. No and it's just like, look, look at this, man. Like no doubt. And he's this cashing is this out. is who we make. We making them rich and we don't even right. care. It's like that's cool. I just want I just want somewhere to hang out. Like, man, <laughs> that's it, bro. Like you just want somewhere to be gossipy. Like that's right. it. That's all you want. All that's right. It, well, that's that's it for that at least you know what i mean like that's it if you know you know at this point we've been we've been i know you have been especially talking so long about all these different things that we can do to improve our situation to improve our culture so beating a dead horse about you know i mean having your own or investing in a company that with somebody that maybe has your best interest at heart Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you're not looking for those, yo, I can't, I can't help you. Keep on looking at the stock market. Keep on looking at everyone else's company, and good luck. Yeah, and and I will say, um, as far as the stock market goes, invest wisely, mm-hmm. but um, don't don't be a consumer without being an investor. Like if you're gonna consume, invest, mm-hmm. right? So if you're gonna be on Twitter all day, then buy stock in Twitter. Like just do it. It's facts. If you're gonna buy Nikes, you know, every year, then invest in Nike. Facts. Like there's there's no reason why you shouldn't invest in Nike as That's much true. money as as we spend in Nike. Like my, my wife used to work there. Um she she was she was on like a, a stock program where they, they they would buy it like the employee stock program was like twenty percent off. You Oof. know what I mean? And That's so, a chunk because Nike ain't cheap. Well, it, it was a couple of years ago, you know, relatively speaking, you know, so it was like when she was working there, the, the stock price was in like the 60s, high 60s, low 70s. 
and she's been gone for a year and the stock price is like 120 125 so her stock account has just been chilling she ain't bought no shares in over a year and her stock account has almost doubled you know what i mean so it's just like and it's like yo we we have a lot of nike in his house we better have some equity <laughs> you know what i mean like we, we better get a return right. on it like you ain't, right. you're not just supposed to shop and shop and shop and buy and buy right. and buy it's like oh i'm rich i got a sweatsuit like no do you have stock right is that money appreciating you know what i mean like so if, if you are going to invest invest and, and invest wildly invest wisely in all the stuff that you love if you invest in it, it's probably gonna be around because you you know you buying it and everybody right. in your community is buying it and right. using it. So you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's my that's my spirit. And gold and silver. <laughs> exactly. You cannot go wrong. And gold and silver. You can yeah. yeah, you rarely go wrong. It may not hit the licks that you want it to hit, but Nah, just having always yeah, going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's rarely gonna fluctuate that much to where you're gonna, you know, you're gonna drop five percent or something like that. Resner and I like I just grew up on MTV in the 90s and I love Mark Rapp romantic videos, but he would share, um, he'd share little bits and pieces. I remember Ray Kurzweil talking about the ability for us to have a utopia, but us being led by the least noble and the most greedy. But if someone or when someone gets in a position of leadership that is in service to God and in service to people, period, but immediately the American people. Um, I had this joke, I was saying like, man, no one outside of our country should be able to see these debates. This is family business right here. This is only for <laughs> America to see. We can't let anyone outside the country see it, but to be in service. So I, I stepped away already from my rap career for a year and served God every week, sometimes twice a week, three times a week, never missed a Sunday until COVID. And um, and this is the thing, there were people inside of the church stealing, doing different things, trying to just take them up and God still provided a way for us to keep that boat. Service. So far stood out, bro. Service to me. Mm. Service was really huge. And this is, again, kind of reflecting on the last four years of the president that we had, this was somebody who did not have service at all in their, in their policy when it came to the, 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 the American people, but this somebody, but, but Kanye's uh, description of what that would look like seems very radical, right? This is very uncomfortable for this, political system. And I think the best thing that we should be looking for in this political climate and this political system, especially is somebody that is on the outside because that person has more in common with us just by being that if nothing else, they are on the outside because we are very much on the outside of this political arena. We're not even we're not even in this. We're not in any seats. We're not by the concession stands. We're not by the ticket booths. We're not by the parking lot. This arena has none of our benefits in mind. And I think that that is something where only having radical people that aren't part of that system. There to change the system. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I very, very firmly believe that. And that was one 
that was one reason why I supported Kanye, because this is somebody, even if he was in service to God, even if it's egotistical and things like that, that is totally fine. But this person was not a political person going for a political position. And the only way that this system is going to change as radically as we need it to change would have been to have somebody that isn't a part of the system to, you know, make it happen. This guy went from, yeah, that, that, that was, that was just like a short synopsis of that, that I really wanted to share because service at the end of the day is something that we have to look at as a, as a, as a community. And we have not been served at all, but we still want to go with the devil, the familiar devil. And that, that frustrates me a lot, man. How do we tell our children? How do we tell the people coming up behind us how to move? When your son is going to be old enough to talk to you about political affiliation, how are we going to give them the tools that they need to be better participants or to find their own way of doing something? You know what I mean? That isn't throwing a vote away, quote unquote. 350 million people and we only have two political parties because um, Jorgensen is, you know, if you voted for her, then you throw away your vote. If you voted for the birthday party, you throw away your vote. So how are we going to improve this system with the same people that are upholding the system? You know? Yeah. That was something that was really, really frustrating for me. And I think that he said that beautifully. You know, forget the service, forget the God, just the person that he is and the, the opportunities that we have to see something radically new, we missed the, we missed the mark on that one. And that was really unfortunate for me. Uh, I loved the fact that he has this uh, newfound fervor in God, right? At the end of the day, there's so many ways to go. There's so many, uh, there's so many options to have when it comes to whoever you're going to be your, your religious affiliation, your political affiliation, um, outside of not political affiliation, but like your religious affiliation, you have so many mm-hmm. choices and one is just as wrong as the other. So if he was Muslim or if he was, you know, Hindu, it wouldn't be, it, it would be just as well as being Christian. So it really feels mm-hmm. like he just picked one and it's just running with it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. It's not like he doesn't know better. It's not that he, he hasn't really explored all these other religions and stuff like that, but it's really just making a decision and sticking with it. And that's what I really, that's what I found value in that statement. Yeah, that was powerful, man. Yeah, bro. I, I mean, the the service. Well, for one, I, I, let me say this: I I didn't really take Kanye running for president as a serious thing. Twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, it wasn't premeditated. It seemed more of like spur of the moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He said in two thousand fifteen he was running, but he wasn't sixteen. Yeah, he said a lot of things, but he wasn't actually running a campaign. You know, he wasn't at any debates. He, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like he wasn't actively saying. participating throughout the whole um, pr- primary right. process and all of that. Right. right. So he right. just kind of, we heard his name thrown out there and he made a, a type of appearance. But then if you ask other people, like you ask Dame Daz, Kanye never said he was running for president. You know, so it's just like, you know, it, it to me, I didn't, I didn't take it seriously. And and he wasn't out there really pushing that envelope too right. hard until recently, right? Right, so, right. Um, but all of the concepts that he talked about as far as leader, you know, in leadership period, whether it's the White House or elsewhere. Um, but yeah, man, like the the service part is is heavy, and that that does come from him 
being a man of faith. Right. Right. Oh, and another reason I wanted to talk to you about that is because of faith, right? Because it's really, really, you know, you and I have had many conversations about faith and religion and choice and things like that. And having an answer. Oh, he says something a little further into the interview that will, I'm sure one of us has, has, um, has documented, mm-hmm. but it, he said, once you're afraid of God, you're not afraid of anything else. Right. Right. Once yeah. you put your faith in something, once you say, okay, well, this is a thing that I'm afraid of, and this thing is going to be greater than all these other things that really does make so much more possible mm-hmm. on a, on a, on a self on a subconscious level. And I really, really, I'm really starting to mess with that, um, with that, with that idea of just choosing one, choosing a community. It's just like choosing communism or socialism or capitalism, right? Mm-hmm. All of them are flawed. Choose one and just rock with it hundred percent. You know what I mean? Don't half-ass it. Just keep on going and deal with the problems that, that come with that. Deal with the discrepancies, deal with the inconsistencies, but at least you have a base level of trajectory. Versus mm. somebody who's just like, nah, I'm an atheist, so I can be in any direction at the same. You know what I mean? Like that is just way right. too spread out. It's way too uncertain. It's way too volatile. And that that that's not a recipe for success. So mm. I really, really appreciate the fact that he's chosen a lane and he's sticking with that lane. And these Sunday services, bro. Yo, E, how excited have I been about these Sunday services over the last year, man? Oh, come on, man. You've been like the most, <laughs> the I'm most tell- excited, bro. I I am not a religious person. I not am, at all. But let me tell you, these Sunday services have been life, man. And you, they have you been, know, just hit, I've been championing them the, the whole music. <laughs> Kanye might be the real reason why, like, I'm this into gospel, man. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, it is. It, oh, gosh. I'm I'm playing melodies from heaven, man. I played that this morning, getting in the Christmas spirit, man. What you know about that? Oh man, I know a lot about it, bro. I know I you do. I, I know I you do. That, <laughs> That's dope, man. It That's is, dope. man. And just being able to like being able to come back to religion, but like on my terms. Yeah. It feels it feels good. That's the way it's supposed to be, though. Mm. Like it's it's never supposed to be coerced or dogmatic. It's never supposed to be dogmatic. It's never yeah. supposed to be, you have to do this. And if you don't do this, you know, it's just like, nah. Yeah. Hellfire. Like you can't WWE doesn't... me into uh, religion, bro. <laughs> you know? Like, I can't stone cold stun you into religion? No. <laughs> you cannot Kurt Angle. You know, you no, put somebody funny, in though. submission hold and attack. All right, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm Christian, dog. I'll really? tap out and I got it. All right. And that's what it is. You like, teach a little on. fourth grader to imagine hell. You tell them to close their eyes and imagine hell. Yeah, they're mm. going to be terrified. They're gonna, you, you put them in a suplex. Oh, that's God. not fair. That's Come really on, not. Come on, man. That all, all that does is teach them to capitulate to their boss, capitulate to their teachers, capitulate yeah. to anybody that might be in any authoritative, authoritative position. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Giving respect versus the people earning the respect. And yeah. nah, bro, yeah. it's 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 dope that you have just to hear your your journey through gospel music. I'm like, dang, bro, he's just kind of taking me that places, back down man. memory lane. We switch we switch places, bro. We trading spaces. We trading places. You Dan Aykroyd, dog. Oh man, that's wild. I I never seen that movie, but I'll I'll roll with it. Oh, I'll roll man. with it. It's a classic. Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh, yeah. So two old rich guys 
um, they have they're 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 bored because they're old and rich. Mm-hmm. So they decide that one of the young, one of the young, like, I think they're, they own a law firm or something like that. So one mm-hmm. of the young partners, super successful, has a trajectory. For some reason, they don't like this kid. So Eddie Murphy is basically a bum. Like, he's just living on the streets. And so they literally switch their lives. They, they make it so that Dan Aykroyd has no record of him ever being in that law firm. And they pick Eddie Murphy up on the street and they put him in Dan's position. And they put Dan in his position. And mm-hmm. it is, but all it's hilarious. It's sad. It's trite, but it is a great, great movie, man. Early nineties. So are you saying I started out as the bum, and then now, bro, you started out in the religion? Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was on the outside yelling, "Get out! Get out!" <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not going to say where you are in your in your walk or in your faith, but I know it it, it isn't when we met. We are in very different places now. Yeah. Would you agree? Oh, for sure. Definitely. You know? Definitely, man. It's It's been wild to see that dichotomy and <laughs> seriously comparing and contrasting those two things over the past couple of years. But I'll say where I'm at, bro. Like I'm at peace. You know what I mean? Like, period. I'm at peace with religion. I'm at, I'm at peace with spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just grateful to be on the path that I've that I've gone down and just where I'm at in my personal evolution to be able to step back and kind of like what saying what you're saying is just like um, falling in love with or like experiencing whatever type of spirituality like on my own terms and not go. because I feel coerced or I'm operating out of fear or just mm-hmm. purely mm-hmm. going off of tradition. It feels great, you know. It, it feels it's, it's a certain level of freedom, and so now, you know, I went through all the stages of grief when it come when it came to um, walking away from Christianity, walking away mm-hmm. from the faith, the church, you know, just all all the people, you right. know, community. It's, yes, it's it's my foundation. It's who I am, and that's who I've been for a long, you know, all of my life for the most part. Right. So, um, it was tough. And and then like man, Christianity is fake, bro. They they lying, you know all this type of stuff. But now it's just like nah, I get it, right? I get it, bro. Like I I get it all, you know. And I just love that I get it. And it's you know it's basically it's all about consciousness, man. It's not about yes. all these rules, and it's not literally the flesh is evil. It's like nah, it's just like that's your lower self and your higher self is like Christ, you know, the mind of Christ. So it's just like, it's just consciousness, man. It's all consciousness and it's all about the human experience and, and just having the optimal experience on this earth and preparing us for the afterlife, you know? And so, um, some, some say there's only one afterlife. That's the, you know, the Judeo uh, Christian model, but then there's others that will say, um, like comedic or Hindu or whatever the case might be, that there's multiple lives. And mm-hmm. who's to say that, that there isn't? But at the end of the day, no matter what spiritual system you're a part of, this life, you are preparing for the next. In this life, you're preparing for the next life, you know? And so mm-hmm. um, that's that's what it comes down to, man. Mm-hmm. So, so now it's like when I'm looking at the church, the Christian church, I'm like, yo, this is a dope institution isn't it though oh man like we could do so much if we just if they just tweaked if the black church just tweaked of course take the white jesus part out of it and don't (laughs) and and don't let it be oh it don't matter you know god don't care about color okay god don't care about color but 
the somebody does care about color and it's the white supremacist. And so that's why they created this image for you. You know what I mean? And, and so, what? we're human and we, we care about color because of something that needs to look like us. Exactly. It's, it's natural to create natural. a DVD that looks like you. That's just, Absolutely. you know, as, as you should. Right. So, um, but like if, so we, we change that part and then mm. we use the church as like what white people use it for. It's a business, bro. It's a business. business. It's a tax free you know, you can create whole communities. You can buy apartment complexes. You can buy houses. Mm. You can take all that money, all that pool, instead of continuing to, you know, the, the building fund and the parking lot fund and, you know, <laughs> building up this massive building on one block. Right. You can take that money and just buy up blocks. And some churches do this and some don't. But like in the black mm. churches, there's so much prime real estate. And when I talk about like Portland, Oregon, there's so much prime real estate that black ch churches hold. Um, that they could have developed before, like while the gentrification was happening, you guys already had lots of land, like literally multiple lots that you could have built on, or you could have, you could have done something. Right. right. But we didn't do anything. With, and we have these big old buildings that are just sitting all over the city. Right. Locked with, up with 20, 20, 30 week. members, but like y'all got that land, bro. Yeah. And there's so much we could have done. Um, if we would have treated it more business-like and really buying up the block and taking care of the community instead of just, you know, one pastor getting all this money and getting love offerings and pastor's appreciation is like nah, community <laughs> appreciation, bro. The community yeah. is the reason why this church is here is the reason why the pastor yeah. is here. He should be serving us. Just like what Kanye is saying, like he's in, like the pastor, the church should be the serving leader the should, people. The leader should always be serving the people always but in any is in any facet the leader is always in service to the people always man but man. but but you know the church culture has just ate up the the western culture of people worshiping the leader and basically like your pastor is your little mini christ you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and part of that comes from roman catholicism because the pope is considered the vicar of christ so the pope is literally christ on earth to the to the roman catholic church so in that same mold and fashion even though you know the protestants broke away from the church you know church of england all that type of stuff they broke away yeah, from rome shouts out people, to martin luther for sure man so um people still treat that you know pastor figure that priest that bishop as your like earthly father in a sense mm. <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. he, he's the shepherd of this local flock of which is this church so he's like the jesus figure you know what i mean people still honor them and venerate them and it's just like no no that's not what yes. this is about that's but when you really it, have to incorporate a lot of those eastern traditions and eastern uh yeah. spiritual practices because it's really all about autonomy right mm -hmm. um alan watts said uh if you think if you if you how does he say it? he says if you think you need to go to a psychiatrist you probably should get your head checked so if you think you need that teacher or you need that guru or you need that person to be able to connect you with your divine or connect you with your you know higher self or your inner self or whatever then you need that you know what i'm saying and that's mm -hmm. that unfortunately because you really don't but if that's if if you're if you're convinced that you'll only be saved in the church, they need to go to the church. But Speaking, I, I hate to cut you off, but I, I, I gotta I gotta throw this wrench in here, bro. Speaking of a guru, 
and just like some pastor that you need, are you abreast of the, um, oh, what's that dude? The Hillsong pastor dude, Justin Bieber's old pastor. Okay. Oh, Hillsong. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? The dude, man. Oh, he, he, uh, I guess he got caught cheating on his wife and he got fired. You know what I'm talking about? No. Hillsong pastor. I'm about to look it up right now. Pastor Hillsong Hillsong pastor. What is his name? People listening, like man, Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz, bro. Pastor Carl Lentz. Yeah, he was he was on Breakfast Club not too long ago. He's the he's the cool hipster pastor. <laughs> um, that that he's the one that basically you know he baptized Justin Bieber. They were friends for a couple years, and they were basically inseparable. Um, but he but you know, and Joe Rogan had a clip about this. He had a oh, okay, episode about it, but like you know. Carl Lentz was like his guru. Rogan's or uh, Bieber's. Bieber's, yeah. Okay, okay. He was like, even though he was his pastor, he's more like a guru, like a modern day guru type dude. And it's like dangerous. when we when we invest and when we kind of look up to people as like our guide and our leader, and I'm gonna be around this guy because this guy has given me some spiritual information, and so I'm gonna put him on a pedestal. And if I could get near him, if I could be close to him, then I'm gonna be I'll all be good. good. I'll be you good. Know? And it's just like ah, that never works out long term. But also, why can't our leaders fall with with grace? Mm. Why can't what, right? Well, does does they, Martin they Luther can they can mm-hmm. if they don't put themselves uh, in a holier than thou? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If, if they, they don't say, accept oh, that role, yeah, because because they'll literally preach vigorously against the things that they do, and then when they do it, it's just like wait, wait, wait. I've been trying to live a life up to really like people are mad because they try to live their lives up to the standards of the people that they follow because they point. think the the people that they follow are living this type of life. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out, yo, you're not even living that. And I've been, <laughs> and I've been paying, and I've been paying tithes because I've been feeling guilty and I've been doing this because I've been feeling guilty, but you're doing the exact same thing that you go on Sunday and preach and make me feel bad about. What have I been doing? And then they feel betrayed. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's why it's oh, hard for betrayal. those people to fall gracefully. You know what I mean? But if it's somebody who ain't really been, saying like i yeah hey bro i'm i'm just like you like hey this is my problem this is my issue you know it's really not like that typically when you go to a sunday church okay. you know I so get that. i get that but somebody like osho he can tell you hey man i've been hey, hey, hey. He, he already preaches Come a free on, lifestyle and political Come on, man you know sexual freedom so if you heard that hey osho was over there you know jerking off when janet came in the room <laughs> Yep, like, uh, well, I mean, that's that's my guru. That's, <laughs> you know? that's Osho. That's Osho. You that's know, Osho. That's, you know, you so know, he's not perfect. And, and disclaimer: I'm not I'm not condoning that type of behavior, but I'm just giving an example, people. That <laughs> if you if you set if you set your standard at a certain level, people will accept you and and hold you to that standard. So if you have a very loose standard, then people will accept that type of behavior. But if you have a very rigid standard people will hold you to that standard and that's why it's hard for you to fall gracefully because you and that's the that's the trade-off because dame dash has been dame dash for 25 years facts but because of the fact that he 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 can't be popular because we know he's faulty you know good business deals bad business deals he's an a-hole whatever it is 
he's not that perfect person. But we can put somebody else on a pedestal like Jay-Z because we don't know. Well, I guess it's coming to light now, but we don't know a lot of the deals that he did. You know, right. the less we know about those people, the more we keep them holier than thou. It's like we don't want to know about these people. Right. Yeah. It's like we don't even want to know that they're real humans. And that that's the most that's the saddest part to me is that we can't relate or we can't uh, really hold up our, our, our imperfect, you know, uh, examples. And that's. That's, that's real unfortunate, man. Bro, this this next clip, it kind of runs off the back of what we were just talking. Oh, perfect. Um, and it was it, it talked about the type of preaching Kanye needs. So it's right here at the oh. 20 minute. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. sauce. No sauce. Is that what he was saying? <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, one of my pastors, Pastor Adam, who is uh, 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 the way he preaches is, is called expository. It's like one to one by the word. I, I like all different kind of preachers, but there's some type of preachers. They they get up, they have the Bible in their hand and they close the Bible and then they just talk for uh, two hours. And it's and, and, and some do have anointing, but the expository preachers go line for line. And for me, it's like I come from entertainment. I got so much sauce. I don't need no sauce on the word. I need the word to be solid food that I can understand exactly what God was saying to me through the King James version, through this, you know, um, through this translation or the English standard version. So Pastor Adams was coming by my spot. Uh, I got this 300 acre spot in um, Calabasas uh, that we had a little brag that I was recording. And I would play this music, these chords that I love. They're almost like monk-like. Actually, I, I'm going to stop it right there. But uh, the, the, he said, I don't need no sauce, bro. No sauce. <laughs> no sauce. <laughs> but I'm like, if you ain't going to the preacher for the sauce, what are you going to the preacher for? You can read the Bible on your own. What do you have to, like, you need to know exactly what it means. That was a really dangerous line right there because... Was you, it dangerous? And I me. just and also also I want to let you know Tevin is hopped on. He's he's muted right now. But Tevin, hey, <laughs> yo, let's give yo let's give Tevin's flowers, man. Yo, Tevin's oh, really doing his thing, bro. God. And thank you for being a supporter in this, yo. I really really appreciate yo, you. Entrepreneur of the year, man. No doubt. Bro, I can hear you. I just want to listen. Man, I, I didn't even know. You know what's funny? I actually just got back home and I was like, I saw the email and I was like. I was like, I wonder if they're still going right now. And then I look <laughs> yeah, up, I'm like, y'all are still going in. Come on. So I'm like, let me just listen in. I'm just listening into this live podcast. Awesome. No man. doubt, man. Appreciate you, dude. Let's Appreciate go. You, Let's man. go. I'm listening in because y'all know I'm going to be going to sleep to this. You know what I'm going to fall asleep so on the Zoom. I'm just- <laughs> nah, nah. Let me do y'all. Day. How long y'all been on so far? Oh, at least an hour. At least an hour. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Right, well, hey, y'all keep doing your thing. I'm, I'm listening. I'm live podcast. Thank All you, right. brother. Thank you, brother. Um, but for me, that 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 clip, that that clip was one of those I was just like, mm, yay, what are you doing? Because like we're talking about this autonomy. We're talking about doing for self. We're talking about being, being the being. You know what I mean? Like trusting yourself, being your own interpreter of this world and of of whatever it is. And so, why wouldn't it be? Why would he have to, he doesn't go to, it doesn't seem like he goes to anybody for any kind of uh, perspective when it comes to life. So when you're saying you need to know exactly what the word says, it's just like, okay, well, 
the word is going to speak to you differently than it's going to speak to the pastor. I understand you want to get their per, per their uh, perspective on it, but to say that you need to be fed uh, what this is and you need it, quote unquote, the right way. That was a dangerous line to me, man. That that that's something that threw me off, and I didn't too much appreciate, man. Am I am I off really? on that? Uh, I mean, you are where you are, my brother. But I'm 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 on his side of the paradigm when it comes to I don't need no extra sauce, and I, and that for me that comes down to any type of information. Like I I try to stay away from other people's opinions and sauciness, for lack of a better term, when it comes to um information like i i don't want to be propagandized because that's what to me that's the the downfall of christianity is people fall for um personalities and celebrity right and so instead of instead of someone who can actually give you what you need they just giving you what you want to hear and that's not healthy when it comes to spiritual growth, you know? And so I understand exactly where he's coming from with that. In my opinion, I don't want nobody to hoop and holler and, you know, tell me to touch my neighbor and, and, and say, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't, I'm not here for that because I actually read the Bible. Like when I'm going to church, I read the Bible and I realize that these pastors can get away with a whole lot of fuckery because a lot of people don't read the Bible. So these, so you have people up there in the pulpit quoting scripture just out of pocket or just saying stuff and they're making it seem like it's scripture, but it's just old, you know, little phrases that they've been saying, like only right. God judge me. Like, bro, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, they, but they swear first Thessalonians 413 mm. says only God can judge me. And mm. you, got, you got the whole crowd going crazy and the organ start playing. It's like, bro. I came here. Is this a waste of time? I came here to learn from a, like a master teacher. And, and that's what you do. Like in a, in a guru or a spiritual <laughs> novice type of way, like you go to that teacher to learn something from them. And I'm not, I'm not sacrificing my time and missing a 49er game just to hear you hoop and holler. About <laughs> something. Like I missed, good. I missed three quarters to, to come over here, sing some songs and listen to you misquote scripture. I thought you was a master teacher. I can do this better on my side. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? That's exact. That's exactly what I mean. You can do it the way you want it to be done. In my opinion, you're coming to the pastor for source. You're going to church for community. You're going to church for praise and worship. And you're going to church. Let me tell you a little, a short story about. Uh, there's this. I guess one of the most popular pastors in New York right now is A.R. Bernard. And somebody put me on A.R. Bernard a couple months ago, and I really find his work really, really interesting. He's been on Oprah's, you know, her podcast, and he's gotten a couple clips and he's traveled. This guy is, this guy is saucy. And he's quoting from the Bible. He actually has, you know, I mean, like the Bible verses up and things like that. But then he gave me something that I think I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life. He said, God wants a man to have four qualities. He, God wants a man to be strong, to have strength. He wants a man to be decisive. He wants a man to be consistent. And he wants a man to be mature. In a successful relationship, 
A woman wants four things from her man. She wants him to be, he had to have strength. She wants him to be decisive. She wants him to be mature and she wants him to have uh, consistency. And I don't think that that is in the Bible at all. That's, I don't, I haven't, I haven't heard or read those four parts in the Bible. I'm, I'm sure that there's a couple of passages you can string together for that. But to me, that's source. To me, that's what I'm coming to the pastor for, because I know how to read the Bible. I know how to do research. I know how to find interpretations, but I want your particular recipe. And that's why I'm coming to your particular church. And if I, and it's, and I'm sure you've been to church where you're like, nah, this ain't it for me. So you move to another church and where you can find that vibe or you can find that sauce that that's tasty to you. And so separating the preacher from the sauce, you, what's the point of going to the pastor at all? Mm, I, I see where you're going with that. I see where you're going with that, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, the church, it has a certain structure and then that structure it has a pastor or it has a staff of pastors. Right. And so um, so you are mainly going to the church, I would say, for community. For sure. Um, but the you know, the master of ceremonies, like the main event typically is the preaching, unless you go to a church that is like mostly singing. So um, but like I, I grew up on expository preaching, as Kanye was talking about. Mm. Um, and so because I grew up on that, I prefer that. Got it. Uh, I'm not mad at the sauce, but typically with the sauce comes a whole bunch of BS. Sure. Discernment. A whole bunch of hooping and hollering and <laughs> just a big waste of time. It's just a monumental waste of time, bro. And the older I get, the more and more I get real particular about my time, Absolutely. you know? And so I'm not at church like scoping the, the fine chicks no more. Like I'm at church to really get something out of it. And so if I'm not getting nothing out of it and it's just, I, I'm from, especially from the leader. And if, and if I know the leader is saying things that are out of pocket hmm. or not in line with the scriptures, it's just like, what, what is this? And now hmm. it just comes down to, Oh, this is a game. Hmm. This a is business. This is a business. This isn't <laughs> spiritual growth. And I didn't right. come here for, I came here for spiritual growth. I didn't come here to play games. I didn't come here to get entertained. You see what I'm saying? And yes. so um, it just, it just depends on like what you're in it for and, and what you prefer. And, and for somebody like Kanye, who, who admittedly says that he does not read the Bible. <laughs> right. And yeah, so we, we, him, yeah, all yeah, we have, right. all we can do is take his word for it. Mm-hmm. Kanye said, bro, I don't read like that, mm-hmm. but he listens to, to teachers. Master teachers, he listens so to preachers. Dangerous. So it's it's so extremely dangerous. dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. But he knows that the quality of his spiritual, you know, leadership or or the quality of his spiritual teaching is going to be solely based upon what somebody else gives him, not necessarily what he can do his for own. himself. Right. Right. So he need that's why he's like, bro, I don't need the sauce. I just need that real because I don't read like that, bro. So I need you. I, that, yeah, he lost cool points for me from there, man. That, that, that was that was a major critique for me. Really, that was a major critique because I was like, you're giving you're giving up your autonomy. You have a responsibility to do this, and you're so spiritually interested, and you're so Christian forward, and things like that. And you're gonna admit that you don't read on your own. Like, what kind of what kind of business is that, right? 
Like yeah. that, there's there's no excuse that you're not doing this work on your own and then comparing what you believe or what you've been able to interpret to someone else's. But to be able to just take someone else's and say, okay, well, I'm going to copy and paste whatever you have come up, whatever you came up with for my own sake. I can't imagine him doing that in any other part of his life. But the or thing any about of Kanye, us. though, he doesn't, I haven't heard him compare like his religion to other people's and saying that they're wrong. I just. No, not religion. I'm saying like if Pastor Adams is saying something, then Kanye is literally going to be like, oh, okay, well, Pastor Adam said, so that's that's what I believe now. That's, mm. that's what he's given us. Yeah. And there ain't nothing more dangerous than that. Like you're literally just giving up your autonomy and you're, you're, you're following someone because what, they were vetted by someone else or mm. because, I, nah. To me, that is, that's way too dangerous. Do your own work, yo. Lift your own weights. I feel you, bro. I feel you. Thank you, man. I'll, yeah, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> It's a, it's it's every it's really up to your personal preference, you know, when it comes okay. to your your spiritual, you know, how you like to how you like to take it, you know what I mean? Right, right. But big pause. Uh, can we? <laughs> so physics is one of the anchors of the school that I'm creating. I remember, you know, I'm uh, the city is all self sustaining, so it works off of our four main resources: earth, wind uh water and and fire and uh 90 of it is running off of water with like aqueducts like the city of masada and i was talking to this engineer um uh, and saying i need the whole thing to run off of water and he said well we're gonna have to use solar power and i said i don't and please you know don't take this as any offense <laughs> i don't like solar panels i feel that they're part of still of what Edison's idea was. I don't feel like they're really in line with what Nikolai Tesla really wanted to do with alternative current. We get into the whole Tesla and what Edison did to take Tesla down and the fact the world would probably be free by now if, Tedis if Tesla wasn't basically destroyed by the media that Edison controlled and the propaganda. That he I mean, First, I thought, well, you know, let me let me get your reaction to that to that clip. Is there anything that you found like useful? Because like I, I know you, this wasn't part of your uh, part of your bookmarks, right? I thought that was that wasn't that wasn't something that to just shy over. I think that's something that's really important for people to at least research. Are you saying the the uh, the tension between Edison and Tesla and what what's going on today? That also aqueducts also the city of Masad that he was talking about yeah i right? don't know where Masad is at where is that at yo i couldn't tell you either i de it definitely sounds muslim but i remember seeing pictures of it and this was one of like the first city it was an aqueduct that was able to the, the only reason i know about the city is because i played civilization and in civilization you have to in order to increase your city's population you have to provide water for the city right but you mm. have to have technologies for those water for that water and there're not that many cities at that time that had that kind of technology or forward thinking to be able to support such a grand city like the city of Masai. And Tesla is such, I mean, how are we, how are we not teaching about Tesla yet? How have we not talked about what Edison and Edison's from Jersey. And it's crazy because I remember going to his, his house when I was, when I was young on a field trip. And, you know, we're supposed to be praising this man that basically put a meter on electricity, right? That basically made sure that, 
it, it just slowed that us down tremendously. Corporations can charge for it, basically. Come on, man. Like, there's so many innovations. I was listening to another uh, clip today. There's so many innovations that have been um, either shelved or buried because those that are in power and those that are making money right now didn't want to stop making money, right? right? When it comes to the electric car, when it comes to vegetable oil powered cars, just that technology. But mm -hmm. when Tesla created um, that, um, when he created that tower in Coney Island that was able to transmit electricity wirelessly, just mm -hmm. think about that capability, right? Kanye was like, yeah, we could have been freed by now. We could have had cell phones that never need to charge. We could have glasses that could do all kinds of phenomenal things that would never need to charge because it would be getting, you know what I mean? Like why they're just like progress isn't we, the way we understand history isn't just moving forward with innovation. It really has to be, oh, well, these people decided that it was okay for us to move forward now. And I'm tired of that. I really, really am. And that goes right along with, um, gerrymandering, it goes right along with lobbyists, it goes right along with having somebody that's been in politics for 40 plus years. Now, this is your new president, and what mm. do we think is going to happen that's going to be that's going to impact us in a positive way? It, I think yeah. that was just a really uh, that was a really important to, clip, man. Yeah, man, that's not that's dope. I'm glad you pointed that out because it does just mean that everything is going to be status quo. You know, as far as like that last part you said about someone has been in politics for 40 years and he's already showing his hand. And, um, and so, you know, it also ties into what you were saying earlier about what Trump, you know, was what he was trying to do versus what the career politicians were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, what'd you say? It was, it was either the, the devil or the deep blue sea. <laughs> yeah, the devil yeah. or the deep blue sea, man. And so people are so much more comfortable with a known devil. Yeah. And so, you know, um, Biden is that is that devil that we're used to. Not even and, Biden, the party. Well, yeah, the, I'm sorry, the the Democratic Party for sure. Right. Right. And then but also tying it back into what, you know, what Kanye was talking about with Edison and Tesla. It's just like what what could have been. Um, and kind of a theme of what Kanye is, is talking about throughout this whole interview is just like not only what could have been, but like what we can become yes. if we stop operating off of fear and tradition yes. and just going by the status quo. Like there are other ways to do things. And the unknown, I mean, like I keep on telling people how worse can like God forbid, you know what I mean? But we are already the bottom of the barrel. Why would you go for the known known? Right. You know exactly what they're going to do with you. You know exactly how they're going to ignore you. So what? What? where do you feel like this, this particular party has your, your best interest at heart? Right. It's... Hmm. We are the transition generation, God willing, man. We're, we're the generate. We're the la We're the first generation of the internet. You know what I mean? You and I. Mm -hmm. we're, we're 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 so hopefully we can help shepherd. You know what I mean? Like Tev and the rest of the, the rest of people that are coming up behind us into something that's going to be a lot more positive. Something that we're not going to be afraid of change because something's got to give, man. And it unfortunately it is in the mentality of the older people. People are still chasing checks. People are still chasing status. 
And, you know, I'm I'm done with the Charlemagne's of the world, Joe. Whoa, whoa, hold oh, on. Oh, 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 oh. You done with Charlemagne? Hold on. Is, does that mean you done with Schultzy too? What's Dude, going on? Dude, I've been I've been off their show, man. Oh. I really have. I respect Schultz. I respect them. But at this point, you know, you know when I was off of him? You yeah. know when I was off of Schultz, bro? I think it was Schultz that tried to do that smear campaign on Joe, man. I think it was Schultz that was behind. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you mean? What you mean? That the whole the whole like uh Joe Joe like jerks his dog off. Oh, he's so the one Joe thought so at first everyone thought that? it was everyone thought it was Spotify, and Joe was like, "Yo, Spotify ain't got no like why why would Spotify even you know what I mean stoop to that level? They don't have they don't have nothing to gain on that level." And then I was like, "Yo, it could be Charlemagne," and I think he and Charlemagne even had a conversation. Charlemagne was like, "Yo, I would never blah blah blah," and I really don't think Charlemagne would do something like that, but mm-hmm. I think Schultz did, man. That's my own personal like. That's my own personal theory about how that whole thing went down. I think Schultz, he was like talking to whoever, whoever, and he tried to get that blown up because he seems like that kind of petty person. And I'm, I'm off of him, man. Like I see him shaking hands and kissing. Like he's, he's doing what you, he's, he's dancing. He's Mm -hmm. dancing. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, nah, this, it was cool to see him on his way up. But now that he's like in that area, I've lost, I've lost interest in whatever he was doing, man. So I have not downloaded the Billion Idiots in some weeks, yo. Okay. Okay. I'm, you know, um, it's, I don't wish harm or wish that anyone, you know, not prosper. Mm. However, (laughs) with that said, with that being said, you know how I feel about Schultz and I felt that way for quite some time. Yeah, you have. And I'm just like, I, that dude, he was just so just, like the the suspected white supremacy vibes were just so high from him mm-hmm. and it was he always would kind of like show his hand the envy that he had for us mm-hmm. he really envies black people that we can say things that he can't say because he's right. white and he knows right. that he hates that we can right. say certain things in, in songs and and that our music is number one and everybody sings like, did you hear what they said? I'm, I'm, I'm going to call you a thought thought. I'm like, how can, how can the Migos call someone a thought thought and that not be me too? And it's like, bro, shut up. Like, <laughs> but like he uh, marvels, he marvels at our greatness, but he also is envious that he can't be us. You know what I mean? So it's that, it's that weird, it's that weird, like white supremacist stuff. Like, like, you know, how, cause he grew up around us. Yeah, he grew up around us, and but then when you become like a thirty-year-old white person, you kind of just turn into your parents, and so however your parents was, mm. that's how you are. So, you know, so so there's mm. that part of it, but there's also that that weird, um, you know, it's like more of a Francis Crest theory of color confrontation type stuff, where it's like, you know, they they see us, they want to be us, and they know that they can't be us, so they kind of turn us into some like hated thing or like some yeah. something that's somewhat less than, but also taking so apart. But they still want a part of us, a piece of us. So they have to stay around. And it's like the slave owners who would um, who would have the black women breastfeed their children. You know what I mean? Right, it's just right. like you hate us and you call us animals and you call us this and you call us that. But you still look what you trust us with. But look, yeah. look what you and look what look who's giving your kids life. Right. Because, right. you know, that we have superior genetics, just like as far as like long living and, and antibodies and, and um, um, not antibodies, but what am I trying to say? Um, 
uh, you know, just the, not what about, uh, um, immune system, like immune system. Yeah, gotcha. so, you know, our, our immune system is strong and all that type of stuff. So it's just like, hmm. bro, it's, it's just weird. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in in so many ways. Um, and then it just it didn't make it any worse that Charlemagne would play dumb when Schultz would be on some like borderline racist stuff. I'm just like, Ugh. I'm I'm done with this. I'm Ugh. done. To listen to this. Char- Charlemagne definitely is uh, the new the new tap dancer, man. He's also dope because he'd be pro black, but then he just he just selectively plays his cards. And I don't I don't like it. I just I do you think that has something to do with like being raised down south? Do you think that there is like some kind of internalized something? I don't know, internalized subjugation or internalized like I just see them so I I don't know. I I related to I see that more with people from New York, to be honest. I know oh, really? heavily with people that are from New York. There's like a, a high sense of inferiority that they don't own up to. Hmm. Um okay. But it's like New York or a high sense of self-hate from New Yorkers. I got you. I got you. Um, I could see that. But I could see that being people, in New York for sure. But people from the South, I think they're just more deferential to white people just because of the, um, you know, like a white person. Like that's a that's a threat to your life. You, you come across mm. the wrong white person in the South. Mm. What mm-hmm. they're licensed to do and, and how they can give it up down there. But on the east coast it's just like you have all these tens hundreds of thousands of people living in like straight slums and then you mm-hmm. literally catch a train 10 minutes and you go to manhattan houses and high rises white man. people living crazy and it's like you yeah. automatically internalize that they are better and niggas ain't shit and because of that like i don't have to treat my brother with respect but i gotta treat the white man with respect because the white man is the plug he has the money, you know what I mean? And yeah, so he yeah, said that he yeah, said that the hardest gangsters, the, the coldest killers, they wouldn't even set foot downtown on Saks Fifth. Mm. They would never, you know what I mean? They would never be around them because like they, they feel that, that 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 inferiority is is real deep. Yeah. Hmm. So. All right. Good, man. Thank you. Thank, I'm, I'm glad we we're able to like. Yeah, I'm glad we we're able to flesh that out a little bit because that um that that tesla edison comparison i'm always gonna i'm always gonna appreciate for sure word and i hope more and more people research nikola tesla research the city of Masad, research research uh alternate current um ac versus dc please 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 Mm. um research all the people that yeah those three people those three items right there that'll give you a healthy skepticism of what's going on in your world in your world Mm. that's hard let's get on let's get on to this next clip bro um it it had to do with city planning um Mm -hmm. honoring the way that we honor money and just other forms of of currency that's out there in the world and this the city planning part gets me really excited because you know you know how i love uh the wild wild country documentary and what you know, what the Raj Nishis were able to do here in Oregon, in Eastern Oregon, and just building a city. And they built a city within a matter of like two, really in a year, but like a year, 
really yeah it was it was about a year and then two years later it was just like a full run right right they had the gas station they had the the water treatment center after the second year they had all yeah, these different parts all yeah. of that and they became the mayor they became mm-hmm. basically majority on city council like they, yeah. they took over bro and so that city planning model and just that taking over a small town model i feel like is a model that black folks could uh, employ if they were if they wanted to be that sacrificial generation and just like all right we tired of being treated like x y and z because the the cops you know and the city council and everybody don't nobody look like me that's passing all these laws right start our own town or take over a smaller town and we can be the the for the record they didn't take over antelope like they were on muddy ranch so they were to, like i always come up to their defense cuz they didn't they didn't pick no fights with nobody no but they but but they literally did take over the town and they they called it the city of rajneesh uh they oh once the town messed with them and said hey you know you have to have all these ordinances and this and the third that's when they started like doing the politicking thing you know what i'm saying yeah, and then, but we're not going to go we're not going to go talk about because, them. because the we because, have an episode about them yo, for real for real I, I feel you, but I, I want to clear this up. So, so basically, it was like a town of what 40, 50 people. <laughs> Antelope, yeah. yeah. And so, and so they had they had an election, and so once they had an election, then they, you know, they changed the city to hold up. So they had the mayor, and they had the, um, you know, city council. City council, them, yep, yep. You know? So they changed the name of the city. They changed names of the streets and all that. So. Yeah, they, they changed up everything. It was a city of Rajneesh for a couple of years, bro. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you for that clarity. No doubt, man. I've watched it so many times, bro. Like, I, you know. Such a good documentary. And and I listened to the podcast, bro. It's, it's crazy. I love it. It did tell me about the pod. I got to yeah. get back on that. Wow. But yeah, let's let's get into this next clip. Bro. He helped us to, you know, get closer to our families, get closer to our children. Talking uh, about COVID. Like, oh, wow. That, you know, that was mapped out for us to be. 50 minutes away from our home and our kids school to be 30 minutes away and to put us in traffic for that amount of time. And these cities have been designed to promote industry and just to make more money. They haven't been designed to promote happiness. So we're at this paradigm shift in our existence. You know, it was when, when Muhammad hit the market, I think that's who it was and brought money because before it was slave and trade. And this is something, you know, dishonorable men honor money. I got this bar from Dave Chappelle. I'm not trying to like uh, steal his bar. Uh, and, you know, we as human beings, this, this race on earth have like been honoring money. And, you know, money isn't, it's not even real. You know, it's not even backed by anything. I don't want to like go too far into that. But when you unprogram yourself, you see that there's other forms of currency now. Like relationships are, a more important currency than money itself. And that's what we really saw. It's like the end of the movie that our existence would be pre-COVID, post-COVID. And so as the Titanic is crashing and sinking and Rome is falling, there's gotta be this new civilization like the end of Tron where everything starts to light up and it's been under this like dark cloud. So- Okay, that's, that's enough right there. But a lot of gems, a lot of gems dropped there, bro. Um, Man, that city planning was so real. Yeah, yeah. When you think about how much of our life is literally about industry, when it comes to summer vacation, you know what I mean. When it comes mm-hmm. to be, just being in school between this time and this time, yeah, and being off in the summer so you can be there to harvest. Uh, yeah. you know the agricultural way of doing things, and 
just city planning that that blows my mind. I have a friend that's actually part of the Department of Transportation um, mm-hmm. in Portland. Mm-hmm. And she was telling me, look, when you see a building going up or when you see, you know, a park being built, that building was probably put into that. That plan was put there 15, 20 years ago. Man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. these, 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 these small moves or these updates or these changes or these plans have been in place far before we even, as a community, the black community got wind of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Way before we even got a, a horse in that race. And now we're trying to like play catch up. And yeah. that's that's a little frustrating to me when it comes to our people and really trying to like take America over or, or, or make America what we want it to be. It, 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 we're so far behind this race, it's unreal, man. What did that, yeah. tell me? tell me about a couple of gems that you picked up from that, bro. Yeah, man, like the the part where he was talking about, um, you know, families being spread apart, kind of like what you're saying with the mm-hmm. schools. And um, it just made me think of, you know, what my life was like and why I was so miserable before I left my last job is because, you know, I was getting up early, taking, you know, my daughter to daycare in Northeast Portland, taking my son to school. He was going to private school in Southwest Portland and I worked out in Hillsboro. And so how I just spent, I just hated my life because I spent so much time commuting, Mm. you know what I mean? And, and even in my commute, like, you know, I would get off at four 30, but I had to leave work like right at four 30, if not four 25, four 27 for me to be able to get my son at a decent time and then fight traffic to get my daughter before six o'clock so that we don't get charged extra for being late. And I had so much anxiety every day and I had to like make the the perfect, like I had to get my, my commute down from work and make the perfect moves and switch lanes at the perfect time on 26 before you hit the tunnel. Like I had to do everything <laughs> perfectly, bro. <laughs> I had to anticipate things so perfectly. I had to ride the, you know, the, the feeder lane before you get on Fremont, I had to go to the very end and do the zipper merge because I had to, I had to do everything perfectly, bro, just so I can make it back to 37th and Killingsworth by before six o'clock coming all the way from Hillsboro and picking up my son from Catlin Gable. Like it was crazy. And so I was just like, man, that, that city planning, how everybody is so spread out and it's and like, that's, I didn't know it was by design to keep us in traffic and keep, you know, just create industry around, us being in traffic and commuting and all that type of stuff so um so so creating a more sustainable model and i guess more of like a a village model of of city planning is obviously ideal for families you know especially city sizes i don't think that humans no matter what technology we have we are not supposed to be in cities with millions of people Mm. That's just way too much space for corruption. That's way too much space for inefficiency. That's way too much space for businesses being able to lobby and get what they want. You know what I mean? Done. Think about how many more tires and how much more gas and how many more cars are being sold because people are in traffic every single day of their lives. You know what I mean? Think about how much people are going to be like, yo, you know what? I'm too tired to, to cook. How many just so much more money is being spent. So, I mean, like, if we're not being squeezed enough, we're being just, like, squeezed the last couple of drops out of us. Think about the anxiety you had. 
you know, or you're too tired to, you know, to make food because you you had to, all this anxiety about getting your daughter and your son and your home and you're tired and, oh, well, let me just order this and the third. It's, it's just, there's so much built on like deceit mm. that I can't find any value in investing in this system. Mm. And that goes again, we're, we're, we're definitely investing in stocks. We're definitely investing in bonds. We're definitely investing in, in, you know, gold and silver, but investing in this country, in this particular place, buying, you know, it, 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 it baffles me, man. It does. If we're not, if we're not buying land in the, in the sticks and, and creating our own, no, 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 I don't, I don't see any benefit of like, you know, buying up a couple city blocks. Oh, there's plenty. If if you can do it, that's the best way to go. But uh, or not not the best way to go. It's it's a good way to go as far as like a, a quicker return. But no, I hear what you're saying as far as us creating generationally. Yeah, generationally, right. like we, right. we need to have options, you know. And so, um, you know, that's what that's what our family is looking at for our next move is having options. Like when, hey. when we, so at first we were like, all right, we buy this house. You know, it's in Portland you know it's in a a decent zip code so you know our our appreciation has been crazy like i didn't realize you know the house the the value of the house was going to go up as much and as fast as it was it was going to go up but portland is just a a wild market but that's going to afford us so that our next move we got like we got mad equity (laughs) you know we're coming back to it yeah bro and so um we're going to be able to you know, put a, a sizable down payment on our next house. But my my thing is, I always want options. So I want us to take this equity and get two houses, right? And so our our big like primary house, and then like really, I want to get a house out near where uh, my wife's dad lives, which is like two hours outside of Atlanta. It's, it's in the sticks, as you say, but. But you can get really nice houses, like three, four bedroom houses for like 50,000 or less. You know what I mean? Like, Wait a minute. Like, like, like yeah, you, are you saying like foreclosures or something like no, that? No, I'm you... talking about uh, if not brand new, then um, recently built. Because it's in the middle of nowhere, bro. <laughs> like basically it's it's in the sticks. I mean, it's there's, there's you know, there's streets and, and there's neighborhoods, but it's it's two hours outside of Atlanta. Like it's, it's closer to South Carolina than it is to like Atlanta proper, you know? Um, but it's, but it's still like a cool little place to go and get away. Cause I don't want to be in the city all the time. And even our, our next house, wherever we live, whether it's still here in Portland or if we move out the state, like I don't want to be in the city. Like I'm done with that. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so when it when it comes to that, um, like I want to have options and I feel like you can invest in the city, but you can also invest outside the city True. and build up your home that way. I get that for sure. For sure. And let me not again, I, I, I go to I go to extreme sometimes. So I definitely agree with you that this this, you know, Rome isn't burning yet. So before it does get what you can out of it before you get out of it. And I and I agree with that uh, in the city, if you can. But absolutely somewhere where you can build your own, you know, somewhere where you can mm-hmm. feed your family with land. Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. at the end of the day, being being being, uh, you know, uh, or 
having supermarkets isn't going to last or, you know, money is going to, your bread is going to cost $50 one day because that's just, that's just at this rate of inflation. You know what I'm saying? What, what we got going on. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you that uh, having both options, if you can, and if you can't, um, in my opinion, um, definitely, definitely being a little bit more rural, definitely being a little bit more simple, you know what I mean? Like really, really reducing, the stresses and the the influences in your life is going to be really, really important for our community, especially us. That's a fact, bro. You know, uh, I've been on the fence about owning land because as we talked about previously, uh, think about how many people in our, in our parents' generation, um, when they were building the I-5 or when they, you know, any kind of city is doing anything and they want to take money away from black people. You know, they want to take property away from black people. They can, the, the, the city government can do it pretty easily, you know, mm-hmm. um, building a hospital, uh, Portland is such a great example of this and just how far they've gone to take wealth away from a specific community. Um, not just redlining, but literally building the I-5 and they were like, oh no, yeah, I got to get out of here. We're going to give you whatever your house is going to be worth right now. You know what I mean? And you thought mm-hmm. you were going to be holding this for the next 30 years. Good luck. Uh, mm-hmm. And we need you to go out to a hundred and something, something, something. Right. That's not fair. Yeah. And just trusting that this government is going to honor that right trusting that the the, the, the local police officers are going to honor that that mm. that deed that you have to your house mm. and just I, I just i can't i can't with that man yeah it's tough bro especially because that that typically happens when you live in a uh a predominantly non-white neighborhood. That's when they that's when they run that game. Um as it pertains to shoot Portland, Oregon and where where I'm at. Okay. Is your part of Portland? Do you think you're part of Portland? Are you seeing any kind of changes? Are you seeing any adjustments? Are you seeing people coming back in? Are you seeing ex not expats? No. People mm-hmm. are not going back in whatsoever, bro. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I you know, so many houses on the move for sale and uh ain't ain't none of us coming in i've seen one black family move in into this neighborhood since i've been here and grant i'm 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 thinking of like a five to six block radius but still that's there's only one that i've seen come into this neighborhood all the other houses that have been you know sold and, and renovated and all that it's been there's been no other black families. And so, yeah, bro, it's not, it's not increasing. The numbers are dwindling in the city and everyone. Portland's so liberal. Portland's so, Portland's so accepting and it's so loving. It's so weird that it's still staying the whitest country in America. Yeah, man. I mean, mm-hmm. but it's, it, that's, that's by design though. I mean, all of this stuff, all by that, design. all of that talk, that rhetoric, <laughs> you know, no, no, big facts. Yeah. Big it's facts. All, it's all by design, man. But shoot, man, that's this. This has been a good session, bro. I, I think we can put a pin yeah. in the conversation in this in that video. And we can come back. We got plenty of content. We're only what thirty five minutes, thirty in. minutes, bro, yeah. <laughs> into a three hour video. Yeah, bro. Who knows how much of this we'll we'll tackle? But nah, this this was right. good, bro. This was really good. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad we were able to connect, and thank you for staying up for this. I know it's a little oh, well, it's a little earlier your time, but man, I'm really really happy that we got together because I think that's a sharing 
just gets easier and easier with each other. You know what I mean? Us being able to play off each other ideas, us being able to be interested and what a great, I love our different points of view, you know, specifically yeah. when it came to uh, Kanye and talking about the pastor and talking about the source. Like I, I love being able to really see, I know you're an analytical person and you know I'm an analytical person. And so for us to be able to analyze something differently and still come and be like, oh yeah, yo, you know what? I do see it your way and I do see it your way. That's that's something that I that's immeasurably valuable to me. And thank you for still providing that. You still stay sharp. You know what I'm saying? So man, no doubt, thank you. Yo. No doubt, man. Thank you. And and I will say, man, I just I love our maturity, bro. Like last mm. year, two years ago, we would <laughs> We would have went hard into that right. point, bro. We would have right, went down man. a rabbit hole and tried oh, to Lord, just right. prove each other wrong. And it was just like, you know, mm. but now look at 2020, man. The, the maturity mm. is real. Maturity is real, bro. Thank it you, man. Real, bro. No, no doubt, yo. No uh, can I plug can I plug the site real quick? Oh man, please go ahead. All right, y'all. Um, well, you're not going to get as extensive and hopefully you're going to get as consistent as uh, Socks and Sandals podcast in the very near future. But the Small Chops podcast is live. Uh, the website is up. You can check it out at Effable, E-F-F-A-B-L, Echo, Foxtrot, Foxtrot, Alpha, Bravo, Lambda, dot C-O. Uh, that's the website that you're going to find all the archived episodes from me when I was on radio. Um, several of my episodes with this man here, Emmanuel, as well as um, the episodes that I've been able to put together on my own. So please check us out. And we're getting a, we're getting a lot more consistent and you'll definitely be able to get uh, some of the content from in small bites. We're not going to have this, the long forms just yet because we save those for when we have special guests. But um, small chops, yo, please check it out. Yes, do that. And I need to check out, man. You got the old stuff when we was on the radio? Oh, I got the stuff when we on. I got all of them on there, man. Oh, I got man. all of them on there. I got to label them. I got to label them correctly so so I can oh. get uh so I can get Tev's uh, uh so I can get Tevin's um hits, you know what I'm saying? I need his hits on my website instead of them still going to that that radio station we that shall not be named, but word, uh, word. in the meantime, man, they're they're on there and they'll, they'll get organized sooner than later. That's dope. And I got to listen to you and Tess stuff. Like before I came into the picture of coming into the station, because y'all have been working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple of those are there. Yo, I got to get some archives from Tev's old show too, man. Thank you for that reminder. I definitely want to tap into that show because that was fire, man. They play some good music, bro. That's what's up. All right, man. All we right, brother. Out of here. But once again, y'all, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide. And we unapolog- unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next time. Grace and peace. Peace.